In this episode, I'm giving you an update on my journey to becoming a minimalist. What's up? This is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. Check out this quote from Joshua Becker, who is the author of the book, The Minimalist Home, and one of the most forward-thinking, renowned voices in minimalism. He said, owning less creates an opportunity to live more. Owning less becomes an opportunity to live more. Y'all, first of all, let me just tell you how it started out. I was sitting in my 715 square foot, $2,000 apartment in California and looking around like, this is not life. (laughs) Like this cannot be. And there are a couple of really huge manifestations that have at some points in my life been positive things or things that I've thought to be positive. But as I've grown older and matured, thought to myself, oh no, this is, this is wild. One of those things is, have you ever gone to the mall or to the store or purchase something that you thought, oh my gosh, I need this. And then over time you realize that you have a variety of the same things. There was a time in my life that I felt like abundance manifested through having more than one of the same item. And as I've gotten older and realized that I've collected more than I have trashed, the things that I valued as being like abundance have become stress, right? So I'm sitting in my apartment and I get a letter on my door saying, your lease is up and this November you're gonna have to make a move or your rent's gonna go up. And at that point, you know, when you get a bill or you start looking at something that is increasing in value, you kind of look at it and you start thinking to yourself, okay, you know, so I have a car. And when I bought the car, it was beautiful. And over time, 
it has decreased in value, but so has my responsibility to it, right? I don't have a payment. My insurance is lower. The cost to register the vehicle is lower. So all these things are, are having the car doesn't cost as much, right? But when you're living in something that has depreciated over time, but continues to cost more, like you, you say to yourself, like, oh my gosh, like, is this a good investment of my time? When I moved into my last place, you know, I was uh, pretty much a 30 something person who valued traveling and leaving town and 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 serving others and being in the community and hitting the streets and going places and all of that seemed to come to a screeching halt somewhere around 36 37. it was around that time that i realized that some of the things that i cared about that i was passionate about were more localized than they had been in the past which required me to be more centered geographically than I have been in the past. And so I started spending more time at home. Previous to that, I really didn't have to sit in my own stuff because home was a place that you come home to, go to bed, wake up, take a shower and leave again. Uh, you know, it wasn't somewhere that I was planning to rest or be or be stationary. And then the pandemic came. And well, before that, before the pandemic came, it was around um, at, towards the end of 2017 is when it all started. I had decided to quit my job and I had started a seminary in the fall of 2017. And I just felt like things were changing for me and I needed to make a drastic change in my life. So I quit my job and focus on the first quarter of uh, being in seminary and just try to find myself who, you know, I feel like sometimes in your 30s, like especially in your mid-30s, like you're trying to figure out, like this is a time in my life where I get to determine like who I'm going to become, right? This is a pivotal time in life. And so, a lot of things just really changed. I was spending a lot more time at home. I started looking and really assessing the things that I had. And three years later, like, well, I ended up getting a job in the middle of probably about May of 2018 that was a lot less stress. There was a lot more opportunities to come home. I was no longer leading and doing some of the community work that I was doing. Things had gotten a little bit easier. I was making more money, but I had less responsibility. And I just started eating. I think that's probably that's probably what happened. I started eating. And, and so I fast forward to 2020 when the pandemic started, like it really hit me that I lived somewhere where I had all of these things that I didn't care about. And I also had this realization that I, aside from when I moved into the place where I was at, 
I cannot recall any time where I cleaned out my closet or threw things away or brought things in and, and if I had a duplicate, given it away or donated it. I couldn't think of any time when I got rid of something that I didn't need anymore. And it occurred to me that I was surrounded by all these things that were so stressful to me. And when I heard this quote that I read to you um, in Joshua Vicker's book, it occurred to me that I did not have the freedom to, and then some of the stuff is just really simple stuff. And I'm not kind of, like, I don't know if I would qualify for hoarders, but the way that I had accumulated stuff, it made me uncomfortable with even the thought of like entertaining people or, you know, just, I just didn't know where to start or where to just begin with donating things or throwing things away. So I just never did anything. And it wasn't that it was like nasty or dirty. It was just more like, clutter and sometimes I would get in the mood to arrange things and I would just be moving things from one pile to another. Like, and because, you know, when you live alone, like you don't really have like somebody to hold you accountable for the things that are unnecessary in your life. And so you just kind of do whatever you do. And I didn't avail myself to be held accountable for that because like nobody came to my house, right? Before moving to this place, I had a cleaning person that would come by sometimes and kind of help me navigate, but I also had a larger space. And so, you know, I had kind of downsized, but I had the same amount of stuff. Now, mind you all, I, I, I was a foster kid. I was slightly emancipated at 18. So I've never had like a storage place or I don't have like a parent's house where I'm keeping my things or stuff like that. Like, so everything that I own, like is with me, like every book that I've ever collected or bought, by the way, books are my problem. So anyway, just let me just bring this to a, to a, to a, to a, to a help you understand where I'm at. So I'm sitting in this apartment and I realized I have a few months to move and I realized that the place that I live is not representative of the person that I've become or who I want to be, the things that are happening in my life. Like really I'm too old not to have, you know, the things that I need. And to be honest, full disclosure, right before the pandemic, I had, I was in pursuit of, uh, owning a home and had gotten very far in the process and had some circumstances that just didn't go in my path. At the time, I didn't know that God was protecting me and I didn't know that there would be a pandemic. I mean, there's a lot of things that God spared me from, some of which, if you're my friend, you'll know, but this is not the, not the, not the episode for that. But anyway, like I had really just been in a position where I realized like, because I was waiting, I have banged on being a homeowner. There were some things that I wasn't allowing myself to experience that I really wanted to experience. I made a list of the things that I wanted. And 
I want to live downtown. I want to just, I want to free myself of all the things that I have. And I just didn't know where to start. And I heard people talking about becoming a minimalist. So I thought, okay, people were talking about watching the Netflix special. I'm not, I, I, you know, I don't have Netflix. So I'm not going to watch the Netflix special. And so I started watching these YouTube videos. And if you really want to kind of get a, a sense of like how it all started, like you can go to my blog, DominiqueBomonte.com. I wrote an article about uh, the, the, the journey and how it all started. So I was looking for places, again, 715 square foot of like just dump truck style hoarding, right? Like I said, I was a hoarder earlier, but I'm just gonna just go in the other direction. And I was out looking for places, but like I would go to these places and I would feel so much hope in the places that I found. Like even more hope than I felt when I was out like looking for a house to buy like looking for somewhere to rent that was just so much different from what I had. Even some of them were smaller spaces. Um, some of them were in different neighborhoods, some different types of living. I just remember feeling like remarkably hopeful when I would go to these places because I'd be thinking about the possibility of, you know, just having less things, like being surrounded by my books, being able to just look out of a window that I would see that was in a prime location or I just think about this really clutter-free experience and then I would get home and I would be like oh my gosh as hopeful as I am about the place where I want to go what am I going to do with all this stuff how am I going to get this stuff to a place where I'm going. So finally, probably later than I should have made this decision, I made the decision to do two things. I made the decision to pick a place that made me the most happy, no matter how big or how small, no matter what the way that it looked. And I thought to myself, like, if I find the perfect place, no matter how much it costs, no matter where it is, I'm going to go there. That was the first determination I was going to make. The second determination that I made is that I wasn't going to get a moving truck or van or company. If I could not fit it in my car, then I wasn't going to take it. And I knew that there had to be a path or a way to begin this process beyond reading a book or like, I, I just didn't know how I, was, how I would get the strength to do this. I just knew that it was possible. Well, I've literally waited to the last minute. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I had a lot of traveling. I was working. Things changed, like, in a major way at work. I gained a lot more responsibility, and I was just tripping out. I came. I mean, it was bad. I, just, I remember, I think I must have, like, been getting the new keys to the place on the 6th and came back into town to this 715 square foot apartment with like everything that I had left. And I don't even, I don't know what I had thrown away. Right. And I was sitting there like, no, you're not going to do what you did last time. You're not going to just pack everything and move it to the new place and sort it out afterwards. This is the moment of truth. And I literally stayed awake for 48 hours 
I had a couple of friends that helped me for whom I appreciate. If they're listening to this, thank you all. I love you. I didn't ask anybody for help. Um, I think I had two of my friends came and like cleaned my new place. Um, and um, one of my friends helped me move some things like late at night and brought me a Dutch Bros and cleaned out a closet. Um, literally, I was supposed to be out of my place at the end of business on one day. And I asked them if they would allow me to drop the keys into the like Dropbox. Like, and they said, as long as they're in there before we open. They opened at 8 o'clock, 6.59, like maybe an hour and a minute. I had dropped it. I had pulled off um, and like just collapsed in my new place. Anyway, I didn't know what to do because I... I had all the stuff. I didn't know how to make the determination between what I needed and what I wanted. I hadn't, I started reading Joshua Becker's book. I was watching YouTube videos, but I was also doing that at the same time where I was trying to figure out the how, the when, the what, the why. Um, fortunately, like money wasn't an issue. So like, I just, you know, I wasn't worried about paying for anything. It was more the emotional work of deciding. And I'm going to be honest with you all. I didn't do as great of a job as I could have because towards the end, I didn't, I kept attaching value to things. And even though I had decided not to take them, I had attached such a high value to it that I felt like somebody else should have it. And I couldn't throw things away. I mean, it was, it was just, it was the, it was probably the hardest thing that I have ever done emotionally and spiritually. I know it sounds stupid because you just move, people move all the time. Moving is already hard, but moving with the intent of changing the way that you live and the way that you gather and dispose of things, the way that you attach value to things, way, 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 way different, way different experience. So the journey to minimalism has been essentially up and down. Um, and even as I've gotten to my new place, like I still have this big stack of things that are probably things that I should have thrown away because I still haven't determined what to do with them. And then, you know, you move around the holidays and you got to have a Christmas tree and you got to have this and you got to have this. And it's sometimes like it can paralyze you, like when you are trying to determine what to do. So I didn't even, I thought like, I want to read to you all some of the quotes that have inspired me um, through uh, reading Joshua Becker's book that, you know, are, they're challenges for me. They present challenges for me and opportunities for me to reconsider, like, what I'm bringing in. Like, I've gone to a lot of thrift stores and, like, found little things, but there have been times where I feel like I was just replacing the things that I didn't, that I threw away before I left. And I've had to constantly remind myself, like, 
you you're choosing a life that is simpler than the one that you had before and every time that you make the decision to bring something new into your life like you are inviting yourself back into something that was not healthy for you so anyway let me um, let me read some of the quotes from the book. One of the quotes that said, the goal of minimalism is not just to own less stuff. The goal is to unburden our lives so that we can accomplish more. Another quote, less house is more home. Less house is more home. I love that. Today is the day you rid yourself of anything that distracts you from your best life. Remember, be remembered for the life that you lived, not the things that you bought. Minimizing forces us to confront our stuff and our stuff forces us to confront ourselves. To think less about who we were, focus on who you are becoming. Let your regret about how much you have to throw away reinforce the determination not to buy so much in the future. Stum storage is fine, but too much storage is a mistake. It feels better to do stuff than to have stuff. Now, you know that hit home for me because I will invest in some stuff, but I'd rather do some stuff. And that is a that's a pure and beautiful manifestation of getting older, right? Like you need a balance, right? Like you need to be able to sit in comfort, but you also need to comfortably be able to do something, right? And that's, that's a beautiful balance. Keep the best and get rid of the, the rest. Another quote, picture your dream home. I bet it's not filled with clutter. So true. Just because you have the space doesn't mean that you have to fill it with stuff. Hmm. A minimalist home can be a home that always primed to say, welcome. Okay. Those are just a couple. I mean, the book is very inspiring, right? Because it leads me to think about things deeper. Anyway, the thing that, so, I love the new place that I live in. It's a, it's a loft style. It doesn't have a lot of walls. Like it's amazing to see everything that I have like in one place. And it really helps me to put it into perspective. Like, do I need that? Why do I have that? Right. And it is, it's, it's a beautiful thing to, um, be able to take inventory of the way that you want to live and feel by just one glance at the things that you have. Like I need this, I need to throw this away. Like I'm looking at, there's a lot of stuff that I haven't found a place for. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe there, that means that there is no place for it. And what do you do when you make that determination? Right. So my new building is beautiful. I mean, it's just, I'm like loving it. Like it's got floor to ceiling windows and, you know, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Um, I had the, a neighbor of mine, I seen him and he's like, hey, you know, um, he, 
something that he wanted to talk about or whatever. And so I happened to go into his spot and it was like, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, just, he said something about, I mean, his place was like magazine-esque and I kid you not. And I asked him, I was like, how do you accomplish this? And he said, you know, I'm really anal. I think that's what he said. Like, Just in case he listens to this and he's like, I did not say that. I think that he said that it was because he was really anal. And I got back to my place and it really kind of encouraged me to be like, oh my gosh, like what is all this stuff that I have? Now, mind you, I've downsized by like, I'm going to say 90%, y'all. Like I'm not like, telling a joke like like this is not like a game like i i literally have night like if what i if my move was a weight loss i was like 600 pounds and now i'm 200 pounds literally like i walked out of my last place like i'll just buy another one of these and i mean stuff like couches and beds i mean i was like forget it um and Anyway, go went to my neighbor's spot, which is immaculate. Like, it made me, like, wonder. But then I got back to my place and I started looking at some of the things that, like, I care about. One of the things that I love about Joshua Becker's book is he says that, and I don't remember the quote. I wish I could find it. But he talks about how, like, the things that you have, like, take on more meaning when you have less things. And he talks a lot about, like when we're deciding what to throw away, like how we like make that determination based on the value of that thing, like the value we bring to it. And he also talks about how we bring more value to things when we throw things away that we don't need, right? And so like, I threw away a lot of picture frames and I looked at like all the pictures and thought to myself like, oh, this is why people have, um, photo albums like back in the day because those are easier to just pull out like I need a photo album I don't need 49 picture frames that I got from TJ Maxx and Home Goods and Ross and I mean I can get some picture frames so anyway even that experience with going to my neighbor's house when he said he was anal I thought like I you know, I came back to my place and I was like, oh my gosh, and I started thinking about like things that were a little bit out of order. And I thought like, that's not how you want to live either. Cause that's too much. You can't accomplish that. You're not able enough for that, but you should be constantly trying to create an environment where you feel happy, where you, where you can manage the type of experience that you want to have. So anyway, that's my, that's, that's where I am. I know I ramble for 30 minutes, but I wanted to just share like what my life, and it's more for me than just decluttering, it's making the decision to live with less essentially so that I can have more and to have less so that I can do more. And to me, that's important in this stage of life. I'd imagine that in a couple of years, I'm going to move into my dream house and I'm going to wish that I had some of the stuff that I threw away to fill all the rooms. Like I have this dream of having a beautiful library in my home. And I threw away like, now I still got 200 books. I ain't going to lie. It was, I cried and threw away the books I didn't want, uh, that I didn't need. But I still got some. I still have, 
that was one of the little breakdown points that I had. Books and shoes, I just said, you know what, I'll deal with it on the back end. and I'm going to have to do that, for real. Um, so anyway, that's where I am. I'm grateful to, like, the, all the resources that are out there. Like, I'm going to tell you, if you haven't read uh, Joshua Becker's A Minimalist Home, whether you intend to be a minimalist or not, and this is not like, like, I'm not trying to be the guy that has one backpack, like, and just goes floating from place to place. Like, I have stuff. My goal is to not allow stuff to have me because that's the life that I have lived and to be comfortable in my own space because of the value that I bring to the things that I have and the care that I take of my home by not bringing things that I don't need, right? So anyway, I appreciate you listening. Hopefully this is helpful to you. If so, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know uh, what your thoughts are. So uh, thank you for listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. I hope you will check my website out. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. And uh, check me out on Facebook. Talk to you soon.